Today's episode is brought to you by Wild, natural deodorant, body wash and shampoo bars. Wild uses clean and natural ingredients in all of their beautiful products, meaning they're good for your body and the planet. We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyamagal people. We pay our respects to all First Nation elders, past, present and emerging. So I did a little staycay. Fun. Post to a staycay with the boy. I think that's really smart of you. Yeah, it was so good. Just a bit of respite. Oh, man, it was good. Because the come down has hit hard. Yeah, it's just nice to have had, you know, I just like little things to temper mm. when things go back to normality, which is not my favorite mode. I need some little things to temper the normality. Anyway, we did this midweek staycay in the city and it was fancy. We had a Japanese toilet. Have you ever used fun, one? Like bougie. You know those like robot toilets that with a million you? buttons and a million functions. So you walk in and it's like, "Hi, nice to see you." And it just opens up and this little like very pleasing low-level light comes on around your feet. Fabulous. Hello. It opens the lid. You sit down. It's warm. Mhm. It's a warm seat. Heated seats. And then you may choose your own adventure of how you like to pee. How do you like to pee? Well, I didn't re- – there's, like, toilet paper there, but that's optional now because there's, like, three different settings to just, um, I guess, shower your nether regions. Mm, it's a bit like a bidet vibes. It is so much more sophisticated than a bidet mm. because it's, like, you can choose <laughs> the area that you wish to wash, whether it's your vag or hole your, or, or your butt, and it, the intensity, it's, like, or or – Kind of like a garden hose and the various settings. But man, its aim is... Accurate? Yeah. Sniper style. Okay, question. (laughs) Yes. Can you choose the temperature of the water? Oh, I think it's just perfect is the temperature. Okay. But I put it, I was like, I'll try this. I'll have a little clean. Did Mm. it. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. And I didn't know how to turn it off. And I was like, I can't just stand up because it's going to go all everywhere. But anyway, it worked out if I did stand up, it, it, of course, because it's intelligent. Oh, it just knew and it's, it's got stopped. some sort of sensor weight situation. I was like, babe, babe, babe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, stand up. <laughs> anyway. Did you feel cleaner than usual? Sure. But also then I was like, but then I do I use toilet paper to pat dry? Mm. Or am I supposed to sit here and air dry? It was very foreign experience for me when I just am a regular toilet paper flush lift your own lid kind of gal. Was there a drying situation? There, look, there probably was. The remote had like 20 buttons. Yeah. And I was overwhelmed. It is overwhelming. I agree. But I can't believe some people live like this with like a fancy Japanese toilet. Love Babe. It. Love it. You know, in Japan, this is your stock standard. Mm. You know how in Australia, Smeg appliances have cachet? Yeah, it's yeah. like home stocked with Smeg appliances. Stocked, yeah. In Germany, yeah. they're like, that's our entry level. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like your basic... Not home brand, but yeah, yeah. not far off. Of and they're course. like, it's so funny when you come to Australia and it's like a feature. Mm. Smeg appliances. But having a Japanese toilet, I guess, is the new chic. Yeah. The new I'd say status. That's a big level up. Yeah, I get it. I mean, would you be able to have sex without a shower if you had a Japanese toilet in your life? Come again. <laughs> you know how you like to have a little a little cleansing shower before oh, sex? Oh, yeah, a pre-cleanse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a pre-sex rinse yep if you had a japanese toilet would you still need the pre-sex rinse look i'll tell you why i'm bulking Mm. the spray of the vag and the nether regions yeah the pat dry situation so in thailand bidets are quite common and i always found i just got bits of tissue paper 
<sighs> stuck to my bits. So what, there must be another way. I don't. Yeah, I haven't worked it out. That's why I was interested in the air dry yeah. situation. <laughs> You know, just drying your bits. (laughs) I mean, it's very, it's kind of gross. We don't all do it. You know, we should all have a bidet. Really? Mm. Anyway, that was an adventure. Shall we get into the episode? Let's do it. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Pina on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Reeves. <coughs> wow. Sorry. You're nursing a cold oh, I'm like a little bit sick again, but like I'm just not even confronting it because I can't deal. I've been sick three times this quarter. Yeah. At Says least- the person who loads herself up with armor force oh, yeah, while well- her mate... Who takes nothing? I know. I'm gonna jinx myself. Yeah, no, don't, now. don't, don't uh, yeah, do it. I've don't done, do I've it. done it. I've You've done, done it. it. I've done it. Too late. You're coming down with a sickness. No, it's fine. Um, I think it's just post tour. Come down. All I asked is that I was healthy and cold sore free on the tour, so I can't complain for another year. Are you nursing a cold sore? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Just this little sinus thing. Anyway, oh, babe. I'm fine. Let's not dwell on it. <laughs> you know what I'd like to dwell on? What? The feeling of pride. That Ooh. no one prepares you for oh. when you become a parent. Oh, yeah. what have they done? Look, we're called Whinge FM. Yeah. Our affectionate nickname for the potty. And we whinge a lot about the kids. But can we just talk about how parent proud is one hell of a drug? Hit me, girl, because I'm, you know, I'm waiting for the, the I mean, feels. It's, it's visceral. It's like the welling of the eyes, your heart swells, you can't wipe the smile off your face. You're like looking at your child and you're like, holy shit, I fucking made you and you're a legend oh. today. Today, today, yes. Today. This hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, this yes, hour. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like there's context. Um, look, look, it's it's a number of things with Raph lately. So she's been killing it in her swimming lessons. Oh, and I, yes, and I, I saw that. I just feel like she's found her thing, hmm. you know, and I'm like, and it's, and she loves it. She's kind of dipped her toe in a lot of things and some things have captured her imagination. Other things are a bit mixed, but I feel like swimming's her jam. And she's like swimming with eight-year-olds. Wow. And she's five. Wow. Which is wild, but she's just, I'm learning from the teacher that she just has that agility and coordination and she's very much a fish. She's naturally good at it and Mm. it makes her excited. She loves to go. She loves to go. Loves to get in the pool. And she wants to improve, you know, like she enjoys the challenge of it. So that's one really cool thing. The other thing I'm really proud of is, and to be honest, I have to credit her kindy for this, but is her awareness of looking after, in Rafa's words, our wonderful world. What? Yeah, I know. This is really, it's so sweet. But my mum took Rafa to get gelato the other day and the lady at the shop said, oh, would you like that in a cone or a cup? And Rafa said, oh, in a cone because I want to be green because it makes less rubbish for our wonderful world. For our wonderful world. And when we walked to kindy the other day, she was like, mummy, if we see any rubbish on the way to kindy, we need to pick it up Mm -hmm. and put it in the bin to look after our wonderful world. (sighs) But some rubbish might be dangerous, so don't forget to ask a parent. Oh, my God. Okay, so if anyone is like, oh, I really want to send my kids to daycare, but I don't really need it, but is umming and ahhing, send your kids to daycare for this exact reason. Yeah. You know, this stuff that 
that you're not even you don't even have the mental space to consider. Someone's made a lesson plan, yeah, and they're doing this for this term, and now Rafa is an eco warrior. She you know, is. She is. Sends them to kindy and daycare. And this I is just, what they get. It just wasn't in my vernacular yeah. as a five-year-old to yeah. consider being green. Mm. She tells me that she wants to ride her bike or scooter or walk to kindy because driving the car isn't green. Yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah. I, lo- I kind of love it. I'm it's here amazing. for it. It's yeah. amazing. Like, and that's what, it'll really go in mm. to and solidify in her brain to be green for her life because she's getting it now. But to start at such a young age. Wonderful. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Anyway. These are my little parent pride points. Now, while on the topic of Rafa and activities, Mm. I want to bring something up with you. Go on. So she's wrapped up ballet. Yes. Well, yes. She had her ballet concert. Uh She told, I asked her, do you want to continue with ballet? Because Mm -hmm. she seems very distracted in class. This is a report from my mum. And so I asked her straight up, do you want to continue with ballet? And her reply was, "Um, yes, to do the concert. Okay. And then I want to stop. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So she's willing to work towards that goal. <laughs> and she had her concert. Yes. And it was great. Cool. This is, you know, this is not what I'm getting at. And I asked you the other mm. day, I said, Jim, so, okay, so she's done with ballet now onto more sporty stuff. And you said, well, she's done for now. And then she's going to go to this new <laughs> ballet place when she starts school. And I was like, I thought she... I'm not prepared to let go of you're not prepared my to dream. <laughs> now, <laughs> my dream for her. <laughs> I want to recall a mere three or four episodes ago where you were like, oh my God, I found this quote and it's going to be my whole parenting philosophy. If your child is good at soccer and not at maths, get a soccer tutor, not a math tutor or whatever it was. Hire a coach, not a math tutor. Great. Okay. Yeah. And you were like, oh, that's the philosophy. Lean into their passions and support what they're good at, not try and bend them into being good at, you know, what you want. What's going on here, Chum? I'm not prepared to let go of being a dance mom yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Why? Look, I feel like now I'm justifying it. There's so many benefits to dance. You know, it's like a team sport. Mm -hmm. There's camaraderie. There's an element of discipline to it. There's performance elements for confidence building, all of that stuff. And ballet especially, I mean, it's steeped in history and I kind of love that because they learn French. Like Rafa knows what like pas de bras or bra bra means or whatever the words are. Um, And I'm kind of here for it. But is she here for it? I don't know. No, you do know. You do know. She's a monkey and she... She's not into it. She's into swimming and gymnastics and bouldering. She's not into ballet. And she has told you before. I, I know, but I, I can't let go. But you got to, because it's your new philosophy well, thanks to the meme. No, I don't know, Revzy. I feel like she might just be ready for another school, potentially. <laughs> the clutching. I am clutching. The clutching. Like, if it was like she tried, I don't know, fuck, hockey. <laughs> And she was like, I don't like hockey more. You'd be like, okay, cool. We're done with hockey. Now she didn't like it. You wouldn't be like, shall we try another hockey school? I'm sorry. I think it was the school. (laughs) It's time to turn the tables. Hang on. You know what else has? Oh, you know what else has? She's gazumped me. Team building and camaraderie and performance goals. Mm. Sport. Not bouldering. Not (laughs) bouldering is a soloist sport. Yes, true. True. I don't know if there's relays in bouldering, like (laughs) teams of four. (sighs) Okay. I surrender. Yeah. Okay, she's going to do a term of bouldering instead of ballet and then we're going to pick and I'm going to ask her, Mm -hmm. what would you like to do next year? And if she says bouldering, she'll do ballet. And if she says ballet, she'll (laughs) She'll do do ballet. ballet. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when 
when we contradict ourselves like live on the mic. It's fun and relatable. I'm sure I'll eat my words next year. <laughs> but anyway, Revzy, just mm. to throw the Uno reverse card down. Yeah, hit me. Revs can't handle <laughs> having two sporty kids. Oh, seriously. Like Isla wants a World Cup. Birthday party. Birthday party. Yep. It's amazing. I know. I have two fully sporty kids. And do you know what? If both of your kids turned around and said, Mom, I don't want to play soccer anymore, you'd be like, that's fine. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. You would. I'd be like, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Ah, oh, But yeah, I know. But, you know, it makes them so happy. And there's all these benefits. Yes, I don't like, you know, taking the car and standing in the field and uh, making the small talk. I don't. But it makes them happy. It's exercise. It's team stuff. It's all those things. They are their own people. You'll get this when you have two school age ones. It's like you can fight it. But like to whose benefit? You know? There's something very wholesome about team sport. There is. I will say this. It's like is. seeing kids run around a field like you're like, yes, I know this is good for you. There yeah. is nothing bad about this. Nothing you're getting big. fresh air. You're moving your body. Yeah. You're team building. Yeah. Like so many positives. Yeah. Look, maybe I just need to like fully commit to a sport for Rafa and then I'll see the oh, benefits. Oh, babe, it's coming for you. You live on the northern beaches of Sydney in Australia in 2023. Like if you think you're avoiding sport mom life <laughs> – you're deluding yourself. <laughs> Bring it on, then. If I'm a sport mum, literally everyone will be, you know? <laughs> Ad break. Got to keep the lights on. DLs, you're not going to want to skip this one as we have one of the biggest discounts we have ever procured for you from this awesome brand. I am extra excited about today's sponsor because DLs. As you will know, this started out as my not spawn. And now it's spawn. How good. Okay, so on your reco, I've started using Wild Natural Deodorant and then Wild came to us and asked if we wanted to try the full range so Obviously, we jumped on that. That's right, DLs. Consider us your natural body care crash test dummies. <laughs> so I've been using Wild Deodorant for nine months now, and I love the change. My motivation for stopping using regular store-bought deodorant was the aluminium and parabens. Mm. I mean, we use deodorant every day, so mm. I want to try and avoid all the harsh chemicals as well. Wild's whole thing is that it's all clean and natural. Did your body adapt straight away? Did it take a minute? Okay, so you do need to give this a couple of weeks, okay? okay? There is an adjustment period like anything natural. So my recommendation to you, Revs, was Mm. definitely to give it a full fortnight and then decide how you like it. Okay. You did, but for me it's been pretty seamless. I will say I'm not an overly sweaty girl, but I have always used strong deodorant and, frankly, it's just time to get off the chemicals. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm loving the switch. I found it really easy and the dispenser is really gorgeous. The user experience, mwah, just great. Have you got a go-to scent? Oh, babe, I'm all about the fresh cotton and sea salt. Mm. I will say they have got this new Rainforest Oasis scent that I'm keen to try. I am using that one and it's dreamy and it comes in the body wash too and I'm always auditioning body washes. So far, I am loving this one. Rebsy, do you love how you can choose your deodorant Mm. case Mm colour and just pop in the recyclable refills? You know, it makes doing the right thing for the environment feel very nice and bougie. Obsessed. Loving the shampoo bars too because I'm always cringing at the waste in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And of course, 
All wild products are vegan and cruelty-free. So do something for the planet that your future self will thank you for and check out Wild today with 25% off your entire order. Whoa. Use code NOTIME, all caps, no space, at the checkout. 25% is huge. Yeah, it's actually the highest discount Wilder offering in Australia and it's exclusively for you, DLs. Go to wearewild.com and use code NOTIME at the checkout for 25% off. Enjoy. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? Okay, I feel like I need to make an apology, but I feel like this is a conversation that is worth hashing out. Mm -hmm. So you, me, and our two people from our team, Sim and KD, who producer Kate and Sim, who works with us in the podcast, we were all in the car together recently. Mm -hmm. And the conversation turned to how much do you have to spend on one item before you talk to about it with your partner? Do you remember this conversation? No. Can you remind me? Yeah. So it was basically like, is is it $500? Is it six? Is it a thousand? Oh, oh, like yeah. what level of spending can you just do on your own without quote unquote permission? It's all coming back to me. And what is just like cool to go and buy yourself, right? Yeah. And the three of you were discussing the different ways you do it. And you were saying like, I hate when he asks me for permission because I never want to ask him for permission. And then someone else was saying, oh no, but this person in our, in our couple, he looks after the finances. So I always ask. And the other person said, well, sometimes it's this, but I reckon it's around the 500. Basically this conversation was going on. And I, and I said this really smug comment, which I regret. Oh, which I said, it's oh. a retraction. Yeah, I was like, oh god, conversations like this just make me so happy not to be married anymore. <laughs> do you remember? I actually do. And then I ins- and then I kind of like, I, I don't know. I thought you checked was- yourself. I checked myself, and then I went home and I thought that was a bit of a dumb comment because what why, what did I really mean by that? Mm. Like, yes, I do love that element of being divorced. Is that? Literally everything in my life is on my terms again. Yeah, you don't is, have to confer with anyone. It's something I enjoy at the moment. Mm. Um, no one's policing your spending. No, but, I was, but I felt like, oh, what am I cheerleading being single and divorced and alone? <laughs> like, no, I'm not. Anyway, I thought it was a bit of a smug comment, but it just it made me ponder on that conversation. Mm. And I thought this is so something that you don't ever really sit down and discuss at the top of your relationship, but you get into these habits, don't you? Of like, of like asking for permission or one person becomes the quote unquote grown up in Mm. the relationship and becomes in charge of these things. And like, I don't know. I just thought it was a really relatable conversation. Yeah. I mean, this is the biggest lesson I think post-marriage, not post-marriage, I'm still married, but post-wedding, Yes. post-moving in with someone, post-having kids together or birthing kids, I should say, is the lack of conversation that is had yeah. between two people who intend to spend their lives together, who have made vows together. I mean, it, it just feel the vows now feel kind of Silly. superfluous Silly. really yeah I know yeah and you know and you see a trend at weddings where the vows almost are jokes yeah it's like I vow to hang my towel up yeah. you know like those silly things <laughs> because it's a massive leap of faith it is and a big like let's hold hands and jump and hope for the best mm. moment because when you get married you're like you know usually you know you're in your late 20s early 30s mid 30s maybe and it it is this massive leap of faith you think you've been through hard things, but usually it's pre-kids, usually it's pre, you know, all of life's inevitable challenges. Mm. And you're taking this person saying, I choose you and I'm going to give this a go alongside you. But really, generally speaking, and of course, this isn't everyone's story, but a lot of these hard life events and challenges and seasons come 
after yeah. the wedding. Mm. And one of them is finances, right? And yeah. like, even if you've lived together and you combine things until you have children and a house and a mortgage and all those things, you don't like, you just sort of fall into these ways and then mm. everyone does it so differently. Yeah. So how do you do it? Well, I think what's interesting in couplehood is there's always a gardener and a flower. You know, yeah, how we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. this. And I think with finances, there's always someone who's more competent yeah. than the other. And there's more competent. And it doesn't matter if you actually work in the field of finance or if you're just slightly better than your partner, it falls on you. It's like how someone becomes the delegated person to book family holidays and then the other person's off the hook. I just sometimes think that there's nothing wrong with reflecting at your current situation ship, I suppose, and just doing an audit and maybe sitting down with your partner and saying, hey, this isn't a strength of mine. It's been delegated to me without discussion and it's fine. I've been happy to do it for a while, but now I feel like I need to share the load, I guess is what my thinking is. And when I think about my kids, I want to encourage them to have all these hard conversations with their partners in the future. Um, preparing a household, preparing for a child. Like it is still wild to me. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before that it's not until two people get divorced that you actually have to have clear boundaries on who's in charge of what on what days. And dads and husbands are absolutely capable of stepping up to all the things if they had to. Yeah. Yes. But the problem is, is we get into relationships and we kind of, I guess, fall in line yeah. with what our role is and yeah. and I don't know so I'm here for a shake up so I'm not yeah. answering your question not. which is what, <laughs> what what we do in our household so we have combined pretty much everything except for my business account is yeah. separate yes. so I have visibility across everything my husband makes yeah and where that money gets distributed mm-hmm. you know we've got various mortgages and we've got savings accounts and all this kind of stuff. And whereas actually my husband doesn't have visibility over my business account, but he has full trust, yeah, which is a gift. And now, do you like, not report, but do you mm. tell him what your financial activity is or does he just see it come into the joint account? Yeah, I'm definitely the one who pays all of the bills. Okay. So I'm across our accounts on a more regular basis. Okay. And then it's so funny because like once every six weeks or every couple of months, he'll like, I can see he's like gone in there because he'll be like, hey, what was this $1,700, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, huh, he's just gone and checked the accounts. And it's fine. Like yeah, yeah. I, I, we have nothing to hide from each other. Yeah. But as I was raised by my mum to always have financial independence, not from my husband, but just to understand the finances in our household because, like, I don't know if my mum was future-proofing my life and myself as a woman Uh because I think it's a cliched story. It's a tale as old as time that women get left in financial ruin after a separation. I'm not saying that's the trend now, but it has been for as long as we can remember. If you rely on someone for anything Mm -hmm. and then the relationship breaks down and you don't know how to do that, you are like left without a skill, a life skill that you need to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just as I was referring to men being capable of doing all the things, women are too. Mm. It's not until you're forced into that position where you kind of go, okay, I'm going to have to put my 
my grown-up pants on now and try and understand this. I mean, Revs, you can speak to this. Totally. From your own experience with now being separated from your ex-partner and having to really show up for yourself yeah. financially in ways that you never have before. Yeah, totally. And it's been some tough lessons. It's been great. Yeah, I'm so grateful for yes. it because it forced me to go, okay, you are not naturally good at this. Like when we talk to Mel Brown, um, mm-hmm. money expert Mel Brown, she talks about there's like a particular person, money personality type that's like pay and pray. Mm-hmm. It's like someone who doesn't want to look because they don't want to confront it. That's always been me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being separated and then divorced, like I had to because it's just me and my kids. I have to have full visibility over everything incoming, outgoing, what's there. I can't just like hope that someone's sorting it out because I'm the grown up, you know, and I had to step up. But I'm grateful for that because it's given, it's just showed me that I can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not scary. Mm. You know, I don't know why I had fear around. But I think the idea of it, it is can scary. Be scary. Like I remember for you, you were like, oh my God, Gem, I like, I have to be on top of all my yeah. bills. Yeah. And so you did the work psychologically. You were like, okay, I'm making a deal with myself. And yeah. it was a small deal yeah. with yourself, but it had big impact. Yeah. And a little goes a long way. And your deal was the second a bill comes in, whether pay it's it. an email or yeah. paper bill, I pay it there and then. I yeah. don't pretend that it'll somehow ma- magically pay for itself if it gets buried under 50 emails. No, you're going to do it there and then. Yes. And have you honoured that? Yeah, I have. It's changed. Like, it's just it's just taken a big chunk off my mental mm. load. It's just great. Uh, it works well for me. I hate it because mm. I'm like, ah, I don't want to spend money on something not fun. Like, mm. I still have that bratty attitude to the world of like, I don't want to pay for something that gives me no joy. I know. You, you do. It's like, babe, you're an adult. You got to do it. You got to add But I, it's less about how we handle or view money. I, I think it's interesting in couples, yeah. this permission and like who takes the lead. And you could apply it not just to finances. I just think that was the conversation we were having. Yeah. You could apply it to, like you said, like who gets the presents or who mm. organizes social things. Like often women take the lead on those things and it's annoying. Like, do you feel like you need to ask permission from hubs if you want to buy something? And is there a financial level yeah. that you think, oh, I have to talk to him about this? Or? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I, I would say in our household, if anything exceeded a thousand dollars, I would probably be like, hey, there's this, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't even think of a purchase yeah. that's more than a grand where I would need to go to him. But he certainly has come to me when he's wanted to buy a surfboard. Yeah. And which you hate it, right? I, well, yes. Yeah. Uh, look, maybe a surfboard is fine. I don't, because if I saw like $1,200 leave our account, yeah. I would be skeptical yeah, yeah, as yeah. to why that's happened. But I guess I try and lead by example through my response. Yeah. So he'll be like, hey, babe, um, I really want to buy a new surfboard. And I just go, great, babe, you work hard, go for it. Yeah. You know, and he goes, okay. And I'm like, great. Because <laughs> if I wanted something yeah. over $1,000, I would want the same response. Yeah. You know? Totally. And to not question me or police me or be suspicious. Why do you need that? Do you need that? You know? Yeah. Or worse infantilize you yeah <laughs> like this is my fear right mm. if if your partner starts coming to you asking for permission for things do you start to morph into a mother figure mm. and you know what's not fucking sexy and not long it doesn't have longevity as a partner being someone's mum. no like and same in reverse like if you're always going to them and asking permission for things are you infantilizing yourself like they become more of a father figure and then it, it just throws the balance it does. in the relationship I think but I think what can be challenging because you know my psychologist said that money is the number one thing yeah. that couples fight over yeah. so that's very real oh it's so real and that exists and 
Hubs and I, we just have synergy. And I think that is luck yeah. in that we're both sensible Sallies yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. to money. We're not reckless spenders. Not one of you isn't a big spender and one of you's not a tight ass. <laughs> and that's sometimes what happens yeah. with couples. You yeah. know, you can date someone for years and even live with them, but it's not until you have kids totally. and your financial priorities shift because when you're concerned solely for you mm. and your partner, okay, mm-hmm. we'll put, bring your partner into the mix, the stakes are low. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want this, sure, I want that. And and your money's kind of separate. But Mm. once you become a family Mm. and you have to consider like daycare fees, school fees, uniforms, like suddenly there's so much more stuff that's required for your kids, wanting to give them a magical Christmas. All of these pressures can then put pressure on your relationship. Yeah, yeah. If if you don't see eye to eye on things. Yeah, which from what I hear... Yes. There is always one tight ass. <laughs> tight ass is a horrible yeah. word. Can I say frugal? Sure. Like one person who's more frugal. Because frugal is such a delightful, like sexy word. <laughs> I feel like oh, it's he's so hot. He's so frugal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, depends on the personality. Rest. Totally, totally. People Some people who, are like, yes, yes. someone who's fiscally conservative. Oh, <laughs> tell me more. Sploosh. <laughs> And then some people might be turned on by reckless spenders. Oh, God, I doubt it. Reckless, this doesn't sound. Okay, well, what's a more generous one? They're generous. I I have a couple friends and they are YOLO people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. And they're not, I wouldn't at all call them reckless, although someone fiscally conservative might call them reckless because it's a spectrum, right? And it's how how we view these things are very personal. They are YOLO people and they really value spending their money on Holidays, holidays yeah. dinners, parties, entertaining, like that means a lot to them. Mm. So they're motivated in that direction and less motivated in like climbing the property ladder or investing or whatever. But some people are motivated by cash in the bank. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. savings. And that's just, it's just different personalities, you it know, is. but they are a YOLO couple and they look like they just have a really fun time. I think it's the same as what you guys have. It's just a synergy. Yeah. It just works. The friction comes, as you said, where one of you wants this and the other one wants that and they, they're they going to rub up against each other so regularly. But the challenge is, Revs, is you don't really see someone's true financial no. colours. No, it's too late. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like uh, my ex-partner, we definitely talked about having kids yeah. and his philosophies around money were so different to mine. Yeah. Like I was like, well, we want to prepare for a rainy day. Like we can't assume like we're always going to have jobs. Yeah. We need a buffer. We needed this, you know, and his view was let it go and money flows. It's an energy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's his, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you absolutely can relate to that. And I remember being like, oh God, this is so intense because I felt like I had to be the parent. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Yeah. And like what you were saying, it's, it's not no sexy. Fun. It's being- not sexy. Sexy being someone's mum. Yeah. And do you know what turns me on? That my husband is fiscally aware. <laughs> it's hot. I do. <laughs> yes. I find it hot. Yeah, but of course you do because it aligns with your mm. the way you view. Okay. Yeah. So-, so can we just talk about, though, the fact of the matter is that in relationships, the majority of the time it is women Mm. who are asking their partners mm. for permission. Yeah, especially if they're like on mat leave or taking some time out of the yes. workforce. It can feel like, oh, can I still spend if I'm not contributing financially? Yeah, they have a guilt. Obviously, suddenly. that doesn't take into account the time mm-hmm. and the energy and all the unpaid labor they're doing for the family. But yeah, that is a common, I mean, we hear that amongst our girlfriends when they're on mat leave, they all feel like the they time. can't spend. Mm. Yeah. What's the solution 
Okay, let's take us as an example. Okay. We're not a couple, but we're business partners. Yep. And we are very different with money, right? Mm-hmm. And we've elected, I say we. <laughs> Did we elect? I don't know if we did. Again, have we had these big important chats or have we just fallen into well, our roles? that's a really good question. Yeah. That's a really good question. But mm. how we've done it is that you take more of a lead on finance mm. in our business. Yeah. But, you all, but we always talk about it and there's never any permission. I don't feel like I have to ask you permission. No. But I never really it's, – it's kind of different because I never really want to go spend it, something on me, yeah, on, for myself or no, anything. No, it's no, always no. For, for us, it's for the podcast. For the, yeah, and maybe sometimes when you become a family unit, that's what becomes hard is when you want something that's just for you. Mm. Whereas you can justify it more where it's like, oh, I'm buying clothes for the, the kids. kids or I'm doing a grocery shop for yeah. our family, yeah. you know. Or we're going to throw this party for whatever, the yeah. in-laws or whatever. But, yeah, if, it's, if you just want to go – on a girls weekend or you want to buy a new dress for a wedding or whatever yeah. and it feels just for you it just feels so layered it does it's fucked it is fucked mm. and I don't know what the solution or the answer is other than I guess it's so cliche but just sitting down and having this conversation and maybe putting a ceiling amount yeah on when you can when you need to confer with your partner versus when you can, it's like, we well, can you just trust me mm. to spend wisely? It's going to push both people, isn't it? Because Definitely. the person who wants full autonomy yep. is going to be like, you're controlling me, you're hemming me in, you're infantilizing me, you're making rules, I hate it. Mm. And the person who needs that security to feel safe yeah. is going to be like, you're spending too much, it's out of control, like I, I don't feel like I've got a handle on things. Yeah. So you've got to kind of meet in the middle yeah. in a place where you both can feel like you're pushing yourself a bit but also you've got some leg room to move yeah yeah yeah. tricky you know I've got a girlfriend who her and her partner do it differently where they have separate accounts with their earnings Mm. and then they deposit and it happens in an automated way and granted they both have jobs where they work for different companies so they have consistent pay which I know isn't a structure for all couples and she said, for me, it's so important that I have my own account and yeah. that he has his own account. She's like, I don't give a fuck if he is gambling all of that money out of his account because it's got nothing to do with me. And mm. he has that full auto- autonomy. Mm. And she's like, I'm not interested in policing that shit in the same way that I'm not interested in him saying, you spend how much on Pilates nails yeah. and waxing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, I'm at liberty to do whatever the hell I want with my money. Yeah. And then we have our family pot that we both contribute to I love it. and everything. Yeah, I mean, that feels very sensible Yeah, that to appeals me. to me. Yes. If I ever cohabited again, yeah. if I ever became like domestic unit again, mm. that a structure like that really appeals. I would find it very difficult to go back to everything in together. Mm. But I'm reminded of Lee Campbell says all the time, she's publicly said this lots, like, she thinks it's a massive red flag, people who don't combine their finances, and that she anecdotally has known multiple couples who don't combine their finances that don't last, that don't go the distance. Oh. She thinks it's a major tell for the success of the relationship. But just for clarification, do you mean combine all of your finances Everything. or having – oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to ask her what the if there's any nuance yeah. further than that, but she's always – I think I've heard her say on Instagram and a few times like – yeah, it's the biggest red flag is people who don't combine their finances. Well, I, I guess I can understand the importance of transparency, yes. right? And the problem is 
I guess that could occur is this contribution to the family pot Mm. is what if like your partner secretly got a pay rise Mm. and didn't tell you about it and didn't adjust his contribution or maybe he doesn't need to like I don't I I I guess there is an element of it it, sounds shady it breeds potential secrecy right if if one party needed that ability Mm. I must admit I kind of love that I have full visibility over yeah. my husband's pay mm. and it literally comes into our account and then but I honestly for our family I can't imagine doing it any other way because we have offsetting accounts we've got two mortgages you know what I mean yeah. so it's like money needs to be adjusted and moved constantly like yeah. it's a dance it's funny because uh, yeah I guess the thinking is well if you've separate in that way you're thinking of yourself as not a unit you're thinking yeah, of yourself individual. as compartmentalized and individuals in a thing but I don't no, if I hate that at this juncture of my life, mm. like, is that such a bad thing to be an individual within a unit as well? Like, okay, then what are your thoughts about people who feel entitled to their partner's money? Well, break that down a bit more for me. Well, I guess I've always been really fascinated. This is so random, but I, I had a girlfriend who was very unlucky in love for many years. She was always just picking the wrong men. Sure. Okay. And thankfully now she's like fully settled down. She's got a little girl and she's got a fantastic partner. Thank God. (laughs) Well, it was stressful as her mate. I was like, this guy's going to break your heart. He's flaky. He's not committed. Anyway, there was a season where she dated like a billionaire. Oh, wow. Yeah. It didn't last very long. But I just remember thinking, and this was at the stage of life where. You could never. I was getting engaged. You could never. I don't, like, you could be bonkers head over heels in love and not be with a billionaire me you oh yeah no way yeah you would be like this is too out of my control but but there's too much of a it's it's the power struggle like and the thing is is I was thinking I was saying to her like so what happens if you were to get married because often people who are filthy rich they can come with trusts and prenups, yeah, you know, oh yeah. especially like family wealth or generational wealth. There's that kind of they keep you at an arm's distance. Mm. Now, I don't have personal experience in this, but this is from what I've learned is you can have really challenging conversations. But what about love, and what, Well, yeah, well, one party is like, well, if you love me, then we combine and you open that up. But then what if the other partner's like, but if you love me, you should just love me for me and it shouldn't be about my money. You know, it can get really fucking complicated. Unrealistic, I would say. I know someone who refused to sign a prenup. Really? Yep, refused to sign it and they, you know, they got married anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's interesting. See, old what, me- can I ask you, Rosie, yeah. what would you do if someone well, served you a prenup? Young me would have been like, well, it's love. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. I'll sign anything because it's irrelevant. Mm. And me now at 38 would be like, no, I don't think I need to enter into anything where there's like contractual, yeah, you know. But then, you know, in the next season of my life, I might be like, yeah, that's smart. Protect your assets. Divorce happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like obviously there's going to be nuances with every individual situation. Mm. And if someone's a billionaire and they are responsible for other people's money, as in their money 
is tied to other people's things. They might have obligations Mm. to make things watertight. Sounds fucking messy. Also sounds like a very niche problem. Look, (laughs) not that we know anyone who's ended up marrying a bajillionaire, but yeah, it is niche. You're right. You know, I, I like the trend. I like the idea of it's like ethical non-monogamy. Yeah. It's like saying, I will tell you everything. Yeah. I'll tell you exactly what I earn. If I ever get a pay rise, if I get a bonus, if there's any kind of change in my financial situation, I'll, tell you but we keep a part of things separate Mm. i'm into it again there's trust building that's required there and it's adult it is adult it's adult you know to go like yep that's for you and i trust you and like we're doing this together but also you are your own autonomous person i don't know i think it's sexy i think it's adult i think it's modern Mm. i'm kind of into it do you know what term that i'm glad now exists or has language around it is uh financial abuse mm-hmm. i feel like that was so- something that no one was able to verbalize 100%. or put it but knew it was kind of happening to them and could maybe align it with the word control mm-hmm. but actually it's financial abuse and i think when i think about my kids and Yes, I want to raise them to be independent. I really do. That's something I personally value. I know everyone, not everyone values that. But I just never, ever, ever want my kids to be in a situation where they feel like they can't leave a relationship. Yeah, because they can't afford it. Because they can't afford to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not throwing shame on anyone no. who f- it's actually very common. Very. Where it becomes a really hard decision Dude, because of the fear. I couldn't afford it. Mm. You know, like you, no one can really afford it. Yeah. And and separation and divorce is like any other big life milestone, like having a baby, like getting married, like buying a house, where if you really knew mm. what you were getting yourself into, if you really truly understood what it would take, you almost certainly wouldn't do it. Mm. Like, think about parenthood. We all put on those rose-coloured glasses and don't hear the truth of the story, even yeah. though people are telling us. Because if we knew, it would be bonkers yeah. to enter into that, you know? So I think it's wise to bring your kids up with a sense of financial independence. But also, to your point about financial control and financial abuse... How do you teach them the nuance of that? It's like you should strive to be independent and have full visibility over your finances but not control Mm. your partner, Mm. particularly for our boys, I guess, because it would be inherently normally a male thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one. How do you teach Iggy financial independence is vital but don't control your partner financially? Look, maybe this is really unfair of me to say, but I would say to him that something to consider in an ideal partner Mm. is someone with their own financial independence because my kids will already be raised with that. Yeah, so it'll be something they value. yeah, Yeah, where I would say in the same way that I would encourage my kids to partner up with someone who has passion yeah. for something yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. I think for me it's I, like I know sense of humor sure <laughs> please kids I'll die I'll actually die if you marry someone boring <laughs> I'll actually wither up and die I can't don't do it to me <laughs> because it's your decision revs but it's like look you can romanticize it but for me someone having passion and interests their own passions and interests I think is really important yeah. but again I'm only speaking from my own yeah yeah values yeah. or things that I value like I love that my husband has 
an obsession with surfing and the sea and he's passionate about sport yeah. and, you know, like he's got his thing. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Yeah, because if he didn't yeah. and then he made me his whole his world, whole world not hot. I don't feel like that is healthy. <laughs> it's not hot. You know, and not. I've got my own passions yeah. and interests Yeah, and I try and tell him that girls' dinners are a hobby. They are. They are a straight-up hobby they and they cost less than the uh, – registration fee to a football club mm-hmm. every year or whatever. You know, let's just flip it for a sec. Okay. There are couples, though, where yin and yang just works. Mm. And I know a couple and she straight up mothers him <laughs> and he fucking loves it yeah. and it works for them, you know. So that made me think when you said, but it's personality, that's what I value. Yeah. We value this, like, you know, yeah. shared back and forth thing. But some people, it really does work yeah. for one of them to be the parental figure and one of them to be like, yes, ma'am, whatever you say, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, like, it suits them both. It's mm. not one person. You know, it can look like the controlling person is the devil. But for some people, that relationship does tick all their boxes. Hungy P. So fuck horses for courses. You do you yet again. I don't think we have time for what I don't have time for this week. But do you know what I do have time for? What? Is my own nut spawn. Oh, hit me with your nut spawn. So you know how I have finally redone Iggy's room into yes. a big boy room? Big boy. Did some shopping. Big dog. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a room that I budgeted for. I said to my husband, I'm going to spend $1,000. Oh, that's quite good. To- yeah, I thought I did quite well. Yeah. This is not my not spawn, okay. but I'm just going to throw it in here. But you know Mocha, yeah. Australia? Uh-huh. Can I just say, they are a wonderful alternative to Ikea. Mm. I'm not saying Ikea is bad, freaking love Ikea, but I just love Mocha Australia's range. And it's all flat pack furniture. I did hire someone on Airtasker to build it because I don't trust my husband or myself to do it. (laughs) I value our marriage, so (laughs) hired someone, outsourced. But anyway, worth checking out Mocha Australia. But my actual not spawn for today is a $5 product. Oh, yeah. Oh yes. Mm. Yep, hit us. It's from Goliath Kmart. Kmart. We all know and love. It's the disco light. <laughs> now, out of all the things in Iggy's room. Out of all the things in his aesthetically pleasing, yep. blue on blue, soft mm-hmm. palette, big Bit of boy a rattan. Yeah, lovely. Bit of a chest. Yep. <laughs> New rug, you know. He could not get over the disco light, the $5 disco light from Kmart. Not just he. Oh, yeah, Rafa. <laughs> Rafa had a shit fit. Yeah, DLs. <laughs> you know, on my Instagram, I shared Iggy's room reveal. Um, what I didn't share, <laughs> what made it onto the cutting room floor, was Rafa absolutely losing her shit. <laughs> I had to teach her. The word jealousy mm-hmm. because she cried so hard over Iggy getting a new room. And not only that, it was me, my mum, my stepdad, our beautiful au pair Sammy. We were all there for the reveal for Iggy to take it in. And we were all like, wow, Iggy, you're right. Anyway, Rafa couldn't handle herself. <laughs> but what I was really proud of while we're still in the episode talking about parent pride was she was able to articulate yep. so clearly. Right. She said, I want everyone to stop saying nice things about Iggy's room because it is making my heart so sad. <laughs> and I had to say, oh, honey, that's jealousy. Well, you actually are green mm. then, Rafa. <laughs> Congratulations, you've graduated oh, to green. She was so green <laughs> with, with envy. 
Yeah, and I had to explain to her, Raph, like, do you remember when you were in a cot and then your whole room got a makeover and (laughs) mummy did a reveal for you and thank God mummy documents everything because I could play that reel back to her (laughs) just to remind her and she was like, oh, yeah, she couldn't win. But anyway... She wasn't jealous of his room. Okay. She was jealous of the $5 disco light. Oh, my gosh. Should have bought two. No, no. you got to teach her. I know. I, I, did, I wasn't going to let her take away from Iggy's moment. Yeah, and what happened to your other parenting philosophy of, ah, life's not fair, kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Practice what you preach. Look, we did <laughs> let her wallow in her room. She made sure she yelled loud yeah. enough so we could hear her performance. Oh, my God. Some people might judge me for calling it a performance, but it was a performance. Oh, perfor- yeah. First born, Like, please. literally, she would peer around the door to check if we were looking or acknowledging her, and the more we ignored her, the more she cried <laughs> louder. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, my recommendation, get the Kmart disco light for five bucks and times it by how many children you have. <laughs> yes. Also find it in the bathroom at bath time. It's so good. Turn the lights off, put your disco on, disco oh my gosh, bath. I caught Rafa and Iggy in my wardrobe. They closed the door and we're Love just it. sitting in there with the disco light. Love it. You mean the pod studio? Yeah. <laughs> the old pod. Love Speaking it. of. Yeah. Are we getting a studio? We're getting a pod studio. What a time to announce in and amongst not spawn yeah, segment. We're getting a pod studio. It's going to yeah. be gorgeous. We're going to tell you more about that in the coming weeks. But Revzy, mm. hear me with your not spawn. Mine's also Goliath. Sorry, little guys. It's cotton on yet again. Um, I needed a bikini because I was aforementioned staycay. Just didn't have one that I was happy with. Everything, and you know, the bottom had like fallen out of all my other cozies. They just don't have longevity swimwear, yeah, do they? Yeah, not in Australia when we no. thrash them daily. Um, anyway, it went into cotton on body. 30 bucks. So good. I had a Perks voucher. Oh, they're great. Yeah, but they are $35 regularly mm. and I just got like a triangle bikini in this really nice purple color. Anyway, love it. And I was just like, honestly, what can you even get for 30 bucks these days? You can barely get a coffee for 30 bucks. I was impressed. And can I just say, as someone who has bought cotton on swimwear over the years, mm. they last yeah. well. Yeah. Like they stack up. I've only had one before and it's still going. Yeah. So I felt happy to buy it. And uh, yeah, I just couldn't believe what a like reasonable price it was for a good product. Did so, it come in other colors? Yeah, a million. Yeah, brilliant. You know? and, and also, look, the only thing is bottoms at the moment. You know, mm. they're all fucking, hey, here's my butt or here's my labia menorah. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> there's barely anything going on down there anymore. But I like that I got tie side ones. Yeah, nice. So that I could kind of control. Totally. Smart. <laughs> yeah, how much coverage and uh, where it sat on my hips because I don't want these high, like, you know, I don't want them high up around my rib cage. I just mm. don't want it. Okay, I'm fighting it. I bought the tie side ones and I have them hipster. I know I'm sharing a lot of this isn't my not spawn for the week, but <laughs> I have another not spawn <laughs> yeah, yeah. is fella swim. Oh, now yeah. I will say this is more spenny, yeah. way more spenny than cotton on, but um, I'm thinking of investing in a fella swim cozy, not just because a whole heap of my friends have owned them. And every time I see them on them, I'm like, where is that from? And mm. they, they all say fella swim. I'm okay. like, okay, fuck it's time. But what's really clever about fella swim is they have the fabric choice uh-huh. and then they have bikini bottoms and one pieces with all different butt cuts. Nice. Butt cuts. Butt cuts. Love it. You know, and I'm thinking of being a little more cheeky this summer. Oh girl. I, don't know, I love this. She's emerging. I, I love it so much. Reggie, it's not just the can we evolve vibe. It's also 
the work I'm doing on my own yep. body image. Yes, girl. You know? Yes. Like I, I can see it. It's, yeah. it's like vibrating off you and it makes my heart swell. I'm just trying it on for size. I love it. You know? I this, love it. This, I give less fucks. Yep. I'm going to own summer. Babe, this was me two years, summers ago. I yeah. had the best summer of my fucking life. Yeah, great. Just going like, I'm wearing what I want. I don't care. No one's looking at me. It doesn't matter. Freedom. Love it. High five. Woo! Oh, that was the worst high five ever. Come on, let's make it slap. Yeah! How satisfying. It's good, it's tingling. On that note, I think we wrap this up. We love you, DLs. We love you. As always, we'll be back in your ears bright and early on Friday morning with the Bestie Hotline. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.